morning. As Thomas mentioned, my name is Whitney and I serve as the Director of Mission here at Covenant and I'm grateful to be with you all this morning. Before I get into my message, I wanted to share a bit of personal news with you all. Some of you may be looking at me and thinking, Whitney, you look different. Well, friends, that is because I am seven months pregnant. Since we haven't been able to gather, I haven't had the opportunity to share with you all the good news that God has blessed us with a baby girl due in September. Andrew, Calvin, and I are thrilled to welcome her into our lives. We ask that you would join us in praying prayers of thanksgiving for this little one. We also ask that you would join us in praying safety over her, that she would arrive safely into our arms in September. Thank you for celebrating with us. Today, we're continuing on in our series through the book of Ephesians, and we'll be in Ephesians 3, looking at verses 14 through 21, as you just heard read. I'm excited to preach this today because Ephesians 3, 14 through 21 happens to be my favorite scripture of all time. I love it for all kinds of reasons. I love it because it's beautifully written. It's descriptive and gorgeous. You can tell that Paul has a deep heart for this church. But mostly I love it because of how I came to know and memorize this scripture. 20 years ago this month, I had just finished my junior year of high school and I went on a backpacking trip with my youth ministry. It was a leadership development trip. It was 12 days long and we went and backpacked through the Ozark Mountains of Missouri. The name of this trip was No Wimps. Spoiler alert, turns out I am a wimp. I don't know that anyone has ever described me as outdoorsy. I'm actually super indoorsy, like inside's my favorite. I'm a huge fan of air conditioning. I love running water. I'm a big fan of a toilet and a bed. I love that I'm inside and bugs are outside. Like if bugs could social distance, that would be ideal. So, so this trip was really difficult for me. I'm not being sarcastic when I tell you that I cried the entire time we were there. One of the things we did on this trip as leadership development was we memorized scripture. Every morning we had a scripture of the day and at night before we uh, ate dinner, we had to say the scripture, recite it, as well as the verses from the days before. So over 12 days, we learned 12 verses. One of the passages we learned was Ephesians 3, 14 through 21. It made an indelible mark on my life. And so I'm really excited to talk about it today. A quick reminder, the book of Ephesians was written by Paul. Thomas talked about this last week. It was written while he was in Rome, while he was in prison. And this book is unique because it's not a letter written to a church that's, that's corrective, that's talking about divisions in the church. It's, it's a letter written to the church that is filled with encouragement for them. You can tell that Paul has a deep affection for this church. These folks were Christians, they were believers. But what Paul wanted them to do was, was really experience a depth of their faith. Matt Chandler is the pastor of the Village Church in Dallas, and he just preached on this a few weeks ago. What he prayed and what he said that Paul is praying for is that the, the church in Ephesus, and this is a prayer for us too, would really know in their gut what they know in their head, that they would know what they know. 
that this passage prays that they would know the depths of the love of Jesus, not just that they would know that Jesus loves them, but that they would know how high and long and wide and deep this love is. Paul also prays that they would realize that this work isn't done individually, but it is a work that's collective. He says it's something that we do together with all the saints. Sure, they maybe know that, but do they know it? Today, we're going to be looking at verses 20 and 21 and what Paul really wants us to know specifically from those verses. Let's read that now as a quick reminder. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever Amen. One of the most profound experiences I had on this trip was the day that we found out that we were going to be climbing and rappelling in a cave. We had a guide on this trip, a guy named Dave, and guide is a loose term for what Dave was. He was more of a facilitator. Dave was a terrible guide because he let us get lost. One day he let us go off course six miles in order to teach us, to grow us, to challenge us. He only intervened when we were too far from a fresh water source. Dave's whole goal was was to grow us in leadership. I hated Dave. I came into this trip a pretty coddled kid. I hadn't faced much adversity in my life. And when I did face adversity, I was really good at at getting around it or even, even just quitting. If something was too hard, I had no problem just quitting. I'm not kidding when I tell you that one of my nicknames in high school was Quitney. So Dave was having none of that. There was no room for Quitney on this trip. We showed up to this cave and we were told that there were gonna be four elements of what we were gonna do. The first thing we were gonna do was a 60 foot rappel into this dark cave. From there we had a climb up that was long, but it wasn't hard, it wasn't technical. After that we had a short little rappel and then we had a difficult climb out. I had heard about this cave before from kids who had gone on this trip before, and I was terrified. I did everything I could to get out of having to do this. I I said I needed to throw up. I said I was gonna pass out. I cried, but Dave made me do it. The first part, the, the rappel down, it was terrifying. If you've ever been rappelling, kind of those first few steps are so scary. But once you know that the ropes are gonna hold you, It's kind of cool, and it was, it was cool. It was the 60 foot drop. From there, the next climb up was exactly as they had said. It was straightforward, it was not difficult, but it was long. The next thing was the short little rappel. And because I had rappelled before, I fancied myself an expert. And I even had fun. But then we got to the difficult climb. The reason it was difficult is because this climb led you up to an opening at the top of the cave, and this was how you got out. But there was a part of it where your feet didn't touch any kind of wall, and you just had to use upper body strength to pull yourself out of this small opening. Upper body strength wasn't really in my repertoire in high school. My PE credit was the dance team manager, so I was terrified. Dave was up at the opening of the cave talking us through getting out. I probably tried eight times and every time I fell. Now, I had ropes, so I didn't get hurt. But every time I fell, 
I was tired, I was scared, I was seeing each time how difficult it was. I took some breaks and my teammates got out and I watched them, but I watched them struggle. And these guys were athletes. Finally, I was the last one in the cave and it was time for us to go. It was getting dark, it was raining. I was tired, I was hungry. I was shaking, I was covered in mud. And I was feeling like I could not get out of this cave. I climbed up and I got to the opening, the part where you really need your upper body strength. I was just holding on. Dave was right there. With tears in my eyes, I looked at him and I said, I can't do this. Dave looked at me and he said, Whitney, yes, you can. You have to. You have to trust that he is able. I fell. But I was newly infused with hope. You see, the day before, we had memorized verses 20 and 21 from Ephesians 3. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than you can ask for or imagine according to the power that is at work within us, I was filled, I was infused with this hope that though I was out of strength, I was out of energy, I had nothing to offer. Maybe God was able to help get me out of this cave. I climbed one more time, got up there, I fell again. But at my next attempt, I was able to get my arms out enough for my team to pull me out of this cave. That night, we sat around the campfire and talked about our highs and lows of the day. And Dave's high of the day was this. He said, it was watching me learn that I can do hard things because God is able. Those words have stuck with me for 20 years and have formed the person I am today. Friends, as we look at our own lives, we are facing all kinds of things that are really hard. Maybe you have a difficult child. It is hard to raise them, especially during times of coronavirus when you feel alone and isolated, not knowing if school's gonna start back. That is hard. Maybe you're battling addiction, and again, the isolation of coronavirus is only making it worse and go more and more out of control. Oh, that is hard. Maybe you have a broken relationship and you know that you are supposed to lean into it, to have conversations, to forgive the person, or to ask for forgiveness. That is so hard. What Paul wants us to know in our gut from this scripture is this, that we can do hard things, not by our own strength, not by our own ability, not because of our own courage or wisdom or knowledge, but because he is able. This is true for us individually and personally, but it is true for us as the church. As we look at the things happening in our world today, it would be so much easier for us as the church to sit on the sidelines, to say, I don't know how to deal with systemic racism and racial injustice. I'm just gonna sit this one out. To say, I don't know how to enter into conversations around poverty or human trafficking or the deep divisions in our country, so we're just gonna sit this one out. Church, it would be easier to do that, but the call of Christ is not for us to take the path that is easy. The call of Christ is for us to step into those hard things, not because of our strength or our ability or our knowledge, 
but because we know that he is able, that it is his work, his power within us that allows us to step into these hard things courageously, not to sit on the sidelines because it is easier. This week, you will undoubtedly face things that are hard. May you be infused with the hope. May you know that you can step into those things, not because of your own strength, but because he is able. And that is very good news. Amen.